Welcome to Hey Rabbi, what's up with that? Uh, I re- I realized last time that I haven't actually told you all what we're doing here, so I just wanted to get into that a little bit. Uh, We've got a devoutly spiritual Orthodox rabbi, that would be Rabbi Yogev. Hi. And then you've got me, uh, Heath an Atheist. Some might say even worse than that. And um, what we're here to do is hash out some of the tougher topics of Judaism. So, I am your co-host, Amanda Krotke. And I'm Rabbi Eli Yogev of Beth Tefillah Congregation. This podcast is sponsored by Beth Tefillah, celebrating the joy of Judaism and embracing all Jews. Let's get into this. Rabbi, what is up with Jews and Catholics? <laughs> what is up with that? What is up with that? There seems like there's a lot of similarities. There's some pretty epic differences. We both have the thing about the ca- guilt. Like, what, what's going on there? Why is there Jewish guilt and Catholic guilt? We're probably guilty for all the, like, bacon and crabs we're eating. But why do the Catholics also <laughs> get to have some guilt? Um, so I can speak about Jewish guilt. Yes, I- do. Yes, suffer, please do. I suffer from that. I think we all do. It's um, in our it's yeah. in our systems. Yeah. What what kind of Jewish guilt do you? I I, I actually don't. I'm okay. not feeling guilty about anything. <laughs> I feel pretty good these days. <laughs> I don't okay. feel guilty that I'm not at going to synagogue. So, or yeah, anything. but I think that Jewish guilt there's there's a underlying Jewish uh, layer of Jewish guilt um, that might um, in, might um, in, have ensued from all the generations of us being chased and pursued by different um, oppressors. I think it kind of made us feel bad about ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So they got what they wanted. They won in the end is what I you're mean, saying. We're supposed to, yeah, we have, we have work to do, I think. And I think that kind of, effect, that, that might be one of the, I just thought of when I was thinking about it, I think that might be one of the sources of the general phenomenon of Jewish guilt. Jewish guilt. Yeah. It's just weird that the Catholics also get to have guilt. Yeah, so there's also guilt from sin. That's another thing. And, right. And they they are really big on that whole yeah. thing. Exactly. So like I... <laughs> I uh, looked. At, I just like Googled it and saw this interesting uh, quote on Reddit. It says, for me, it's the fear that I'm doing things I shouldn't be doing and not doing what I should be doing. There's always more I can do to be a good Catholic. Pray more, give more, help more, and there are always things I should be doing less of. At the end of the day, as I go over what I do and what I saw, what else could I have done? I always come with a lot I could have done, and that's my Catholic guilt. So that's pretty intense. So the <laughs> that is ju- intense. Yeah, and I, I'll admit that you know, I do feel that sometimes too. Um, as an Orthodox Jew, there's a lot to do. It's not just the 613 commandments. There are like 6,000, so oh, 60,000. I don't know. There's so many laws. And you can really, it can be overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. Like my to-do lists already have their own to-do lists. Like I have big stickies, <laughs> master stickies, and then I have the minor stickies that go to the different topics on stickies. I can't do all that. So I guess I'm supposed to feel guilty about this. Um, so that's the thing. So you're supposed <laughs> to, f- the ideal is to feel a certain amount of guilt. It's, it's a really important part of the repentance process, certain, certain p- amount of guilt, but not to the point where it shuts you down. And I think a good model for this is Yom Kippur. Right. So, yeah, you would think it's not, right? Yom Kippur is like it's really obsessive the way that you're it, saying sorry for everything. A tone. Exactly. A tone. All day. A tone. All day. Keep, keep, don't stop. Again. No. Keep atoning. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. The Catholics get to go into their little room and like, you know, yeah. d- be absolved. All they have to do is go say something several times. Like they get their punishments like, oh, here's your, here's what you have to do. Ten of these or mm-hmm. 15 of these. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you just lied. So it's just five of these. But like, I don't get to go to you in a little room and be like, yeah. bless me, rabbi, for I have really schmutzed things up. You can do that if you want. I want to. And then I make <laughs> okay. an appointment. And, but then what are you going to tell me to do? You're just going to tell me to atone, which we are always doing, but specifically Yom Kippur. So. Yeah. So 
so I'll tell you that in a moment. I just want to finish one piece yeah. on Yom Kippur. So Yom Kippur, we dress up in white on Yom Kippur. And some people say we dress up because we're trying to feel like angels. And other people, other people say, we're dressing up in white because we're confident we're going to emerge a victorious. They're going to come out and be forgiven. So I think that's a nice model in the sense that, like, you take it seriously, you do your work, yeah. but you trust, you, then you turn it over to God, or you, tr- you just trust that it's going to be okay. And sometimes I think the guilt, like, overcomes the, indivi- the individual, and they just keep keep going with Yom Kippur, like, throughout the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so I think that's, like, a good model where, like, you're confident that you're going to come out um, atoned for. But so. you're also supposed to start thinking about your sins, like, Back earlier, earlier. It's true. so you've really it's got. Just, like no, you're supposed to think about it throughout the year, but right. it's not. Supposed, it's supposed to be something that, in, that pushes you, propels you to do good things, not not shuts you down. Um, now, with regards to uh, the room, going into a yeah, room and confessing. Room. So there is an idea of confessing um, your issues, your issues or your sins to uh, to a com- to confidant or to a rabbi, but it's not the central thing actually. Um, the real thing is like between the individual and God. Okay. And so does that sort of bring and us to that whole idea of like the private prayer versus like in a synagogue prayer? If, uh, so that's actually an ex- so the di- if private and formal, right? Yes. So the private prayer were like spontaneous prayer with God and formal will be like in the synagogue. Um, so this is actually a private prayer. You can uh, an individual is asked to to say not to a, a priest or to a rabbi, mm-hmm. they say to God, God, I'm sorry. Sorry for what I've done. Uh, you regret it, and you 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 commit to not doing it anymore, and then you change your actions. Like the highest level of, of repentance is like, let's say somebody has a really tough time um, with uh, they really like cake, chocolate cake. I do. Like, I, do. Okay. I really like chocolate cake. So I just see. raised my hand like people can <laughs> see me. That's you know what else I noticed. I just this called before. on you, kind of. You did <laughs> kind right. of call on me, and I raised <laughs> my hand. But also, the two of us really talk with our hands a lot. Like, what yeah. are we thinking? No one's I, seeing yeah, us I talking know. with our hands. I'm doing it right now, everybody. Yeah. Okay, continue. So I yes, know. I like chocolate cake. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you like chocolate cake. Let's say you want to stop eating as much chocolate cake as you do. Uh, all right. Okay. All right, let's say let's say there's some sort of food that a person now <laughs> you want to you want to stop doing it. So you do say I'm sorry. Uh, I want to get better. God, please help me. I'm sorry. I've sent da da da. You say you can you can repent even on that and say I'm sorry for failing in that. And then when you the next time you see the chocolate cake, the big the big tr- the big test is that you don't. Um, fall prey to that that sin again. So that's a sign that you've completed your repentance process. But I don't think there's a lot of people out there that knew that we have private prayer, right? Yeah, so that's so one that's example kind of, a of that. Biggie. Yeah, so a lot of people are used to praying only when they come to synagogue. But there's a lot of there's discussion. Rabbi Nachman of Breslov, a Hasidic master, and a lot of other texts talk about talking to God as a friend. Right. Talk to God as a friend. I think of him parent. as a therapist, maybe. As a therapist, yeah. okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't do it. But okay. and I, also, I do do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I bet you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I also, like you, so I've been taking, I take classes with you sometimes when I feel like showing up. And one time you told us that it's okay to just pray all the time, pray for everything. And yeah. I find that a little frivolous. Uh-huh. Like, well, yeah. shouldn't we be reserving it for like the big things? Um, it's important to be in a connection, you know, so you don't always have big moments with even with someone one's spouse It's not always about like the big moments. It's about like the day-to-day connection and that keeps the connection going Okay, yeah, so you know what I just realized what? the Pope wears a yarmulke That's true. That's interesting. See there's one of those I don't know if he calls it a yarmulke. No, but yeah. I do Okay, that's cool. <laughs> but I'm saying okay. like so obviously that's there's some connection there about the head coverings there for but sure you, but how you would think that like I don't know. You would think the rest of the <laughs> Catholics would want to follow. <laughs> <laughs> and 
yeah. where they're Prada red shoes too. But that's a whole other story. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so also both use either wine or or some form of bread slash wafer that's in their true. ceremonies. It's, it's, that is true. Um, but it's kind of different. In in uh, yes, how? <laughs> okay. Oh, now that you asked. Yeah. Um, so. Like when 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 it's done in in um, communion, for instance, there's an there's a belief that when you're taking in, you're digest, you're ingesting the um, the wine and the wafers, you're actually taking in the blood or the body of Christ, like mm-hmm. transubstantiation. Ah, so nice whoa, word. big like word. That? Yeah, thanks. good good one. That was like yeah. a five dollar word. Yeah, yeah. I, I wrote it down for you. <laughs> 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 but uh. But we don't really believe in that. No. No. So the idea is we have, it's more symbolic. We have wine. We have wine is, to, is used at festive occasions. Um, bread reminds us of the manna that fell in the desert. And so it right. reminds us of God's protection and God's blessing. But there is a situation um, in Hasidic circles where they will, a, a Rebbe, which is like their master, their leader, will give out bread to the community. It's not the same thing at uh. all. But the, the Hasidim do believe, that his followers do believe that they are connecting to their Rebbe maybe even mystically in that way by partaking of that that, that bread. It's called shirayim, like the oh. leftovers of, yeah. the, of the Rebbe. Oh, weird. Yeah. That's a little weird. It's, yeah. We don't want to get into that because yeah. that, that gets into some other ugly accusation stuff. Oh, okay. um, but so. T- so tell me this. Could I be possessed by a demon? Well, some might actually say that I have been or currently am. <laughs> but, yeah. but can I, as a Jew, be possessed by a demon? And then am I allowed to get exercised? And, and what's the deal there? Yeah. Um, so it depends who you ask. If you're going to ask more of a rational I'm just rabbi, asking you because okay, you're so here. I'm more of a mystical rabbi, so I would say that happens. Mm. There are texts that talk about it in Jewish mysticism, talk about... Um, exorcisms and how to uh, remove demons and spirits. Uh, my gran- my grandmother in Israel, she used to go to Rabbi Rav Fataya, who whenever she used to, he, she, she told me she would see, when she walked in, the rabbi would meet with like all kinds of people with different energies and stuff, and he would open the windows right before uh, she came in to clear out the energy from the people beforehand. Oh, yeah. um, that's a good idea, actually. I would like to always open the but windows and clear out energy. But I think it's deeper also like spirits and stuff. He, was de- he dealt with that, that. He was a... Very spiritual. Well, rabbi, so. isn't there? Don't you have a personal yeah, so connection I told you, to this? I told you about that before, so I'll just share like really quickly. Um, there was a, there was this. I've been involved. I've had times when I've connected to spirits, like the other from the other side. Now it's not standard thing for rabbis to say, but I'm just talking from my own personal experience. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes once you're high on your god juice. Okay, you can put it that way. <laughs> so, um, so I was one time. So I had. So I had some experiences with different spirits, and I I have some familiarity with it. And I had, like, somebody who was guiding me through that at a certain time. And this was, like, 10 or 15 years ago. And I was in yeshiva, my seminary, and one evening, it was actually my Hebrew birthday. Oh. Yeah. And so sometimes when there's very spiritual moments and times, that's when the Kabbalists, the mystics say that, like, the negative forces appear because they're trying to withhold or hold down. The, the blessing or the light. Okay. So it was a spiritual day. I came back t- um, from, I was going out somewhere. I came back to my seminary and I went to sleep and it was on 12 o'clock. All, by, all of a sudden I hear this really low voice, like this really k- low scream, like, I'm like, what, what is that? And I kept going, kept going, get stronger, stronger, stronger. Like what's happening in the middle of the night. And so I, I opened the door. I'm like, <laughs> Where, what's going on? Uh-huh. And it turns out like uh, so it's my neighbor next door, right next to me. I, I hear him screaming. So I kick open the door. I see him on the Whoa. ground. 
on the ground. He's, he's drooling. The room smells like I don't know what. Ew, it's really? It smells like death or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Like death. Ooh. He's drooling, and this guy was. This, I was in the most rationalist yeshiva. I was in. This, I wasn't very in the Gush Yeshiva in Israel. It's a okay. rational Yeshiva. People know the Yeshiva. They'll know that this is like a weird thing for to happen there. Okay. On the ground, he's 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 out of energy. He's like freaked out. His face is all white. Oh my god! And I kicked open the door and I turned on the light. I said, like, "Get out of here!" <laughs> I, to the demon? I, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> Did it work? Yeah. He left? Yeah. I don't know. I hope so. But, but well, so like you always see like the images of like the priest like holding up his cross. Yeah. What did you have? Did so you have I, anything? I just had I guess like a. I'm not. Sh- I can't say for sure it was a demon. I think was the spirit i think he, his spirit was inhabiting him i really think that and he, when i opened the door and like i exposed it he like he was his face was like i've never seen this guy so pale <laughs> and he was on the ground and like we just like he had to recuperate it took him like he, a few minutes but to recuperate. like he recovered after you he recovered afterwards so like the next day there was like these guys from the, the first year at yeshiva then like next door we were older guys at uh-huh. the time uh-huh. and they kind of like like with a sarcastic what was going on? <laughs> what happened last night? And like, and, then, and so we both saw him walk out while we were talking to each other, and he just like didn't pay attention to us. <laughs> He's like, later on, I saw him. He's like, I have to go ask one of my rabbis what happened. Like, I was kind of confident. I was like, it was a spirit. Yeah, I did that. I fixed and it. And he was like, I have to ask one of the rabbis. I have to one of them. like, we never really talked that much about that. And you never that. saw that happen again. No. And he never I had really another think, fit. No. But Weird. I, think, I really think I, I think I helped him. You I, did it. You yeah. had I, I'm not saying it was a. Sp- I, I don't know. It was something or some sort of something. Did the room start smelling after you did that? Um, I. Yeah, I mean, it kind of smelled there because he had like his laundry in there too. Oh, like it was a stinky yeah. stock smell. No, but smell. it was worse than that. That could be like no, a demon wasn't. butt. It, so did you open the windows to make sure? I did not, but I left the door open. Okay, and I turned okay, the light and, and let, it, let yeah. everything leave. So that's, All the badness I've shared leave. this one other time on a public uh, forum, but it's actually a really interesting story. story. I, I'm impressed. So there's texts that talk about how to remove it. It's not that's not just like that. There's like with names of God, and it's a whole ceremony in Kabbalistic texts how to do it. And it could take a long time. You have to bring science ten people. And you have to bring judges. It's like a oh, whole story. You need a minion um, again. There is a story. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. Ten men. But um, so uh, that's that's. So if I get possessed, you could I, sort of try to exercise me. Um, you sure. Could try. I mean, I could try. I want. I, I mean, hopefully that won't come to that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. I don't want to get possessed. I, yeah, it's not. A good I want to hit on one more point yeah. real quickly. Mm-hmm. But uh, supposedly Jews aren't supposed to go into churches. Yeah. What um, is that about? So, where Jews aren't supposed to enter into houses of idol worship or be close to it. And classically, it was defined as, in Jewish laws, foreign worship or idol worship. And due to that, we're not supposed to show allegiance to it. We're not supposed to come close to it. We're not supposed to show that we're that we um, that we believe in it or like connect to it. And so, being when you enter someone's home, it's like you're in a very intimate space. And so that's that's the home of their of their their belief in their God. So we try to f- distance ourselves. And I think also like the intensity uh, of the, of the disconnect of the s- desire to stay away might also stem from like our bad relations over the years with, with Christians. Too. Except that we can go into a mosque. Yes. So uh, they're, they're not considered foreign worship in Jewish law. They're considered, uh, they believe in the one God like Jew- like Jews do. And so I know a lot of my friends went to Jewish mosques um, recently um, because to show right. solidarity. Right. So, well, okay, well, that's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's a few pieces there. Yeah, there's a lot there's more to talk some about. Some sim- similarities, some differences. We're all just going to get along and be beautiful to each other. Thank you for listening to Hey Rabbi, What's Up With That? Sponsored by Baptophila Congregation. Join us next time when we delve deeper into death and the afterlife. Do, 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 do. Bye. Bye.